Welcome to the Realigned Podcast with Aria King-Ray and Christy Lundy. Thanks for coming today. This is the real estate podcast about alignment and connection to your business, your clients, the land, and yourself. Thanks again for joining us. Hi, Aria. Hello. All right. What are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to touch on people-pleasing and how that shows itself in the work piece, as well as in any of the other parts of life. We can kind of take a look at some of the energetic dynamics and also touch on what we can do about it, if that's one of the things that we notice is happening for us. Yeah, this is so important in the real estate space because when we're working with clients, it is so easy to fall into the people-pleasing place outside of ourselves and really get lost on what is most important for the client, for yourself and your own healthy boundaries, you know, for the deal. Um, we get into that people, oh, I just want to make them happy. I want them to like me and it can really mess us up in this industry and the other areas of our lives. So I'm super excited about this topic. Yeah, it's definitely something that shows itself again and again. And depending on, I think, where you're at in your own experience of yourself and in your you know, relationship with your clients and your business, it can have different you know, evolutions or different iterations of how it shows itself. I'd love to hear if there's some ways that you notice that people-pleasing tendency showing itself in um, in the day-to-day where it can get a little bit extra sticky or, you know, create some less than ideal scenarios. But yeah. What do you notice? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I'll talk about when like we first started coaching together. I mean, I remember this one time I was working with clients and it was a really... It shouldn't have been a rough transaction, but it was. And it's because my people pleasing really got into the middle of it. And I was like in the fetal position on my bed because my client really didn't like me at that point. Like one client loved me and the other one was like, you're not fighting for me and you're not angry and you're not feeling the feelings I feel. And I felt awful. I felt awful that I couldn't get emotional for him over that. He didn't like me because I wasn't getting emotional over that. And at that point, I I didn't fall into it, which is probably why I was in that fetal position. You know, I was like trying to set that boundary. I was trying to do what was right for him, for him to get the home that they loved, for us to move this deal forward, to save their earnest money deposit. I mean, so many pieces at play. And I was just in this battle with myself. And um, one of the things you had me do is actually just talk energetically, like have that conversation with my client, with myself, from his perspective, from my perspective, from, you know, the other buyer's perspective and really have that conversation and work through that. I mean, that was a tool that was very, very helpful for me in being able to say the things I needed to say that I could not at that point say to him because I was still there was that that element of people pleasing. Um, but I see it all the time, right? Your client wants to see a home at two o'clock, but you've got a thing with your kids and you, 
you know, put everything aside. I mean, I found childcare for my kids when somebody wanted to see something and I felt like I needed to do that to get them to like me. Um, when I'll say something about a home that, you know, I maybe don't necessarily believe, and I don't do this stuff now, but will play into what we think they want from us. And it's really not a healthy way to be for me as an agent. Um, and it's also not healthy for them to hear that when it's not the truth. I don't have answers for this. I just have a lot of problems. Aria, help me. <laughs> I do it now. I like, right? Like, I do, do these things now. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but but right. I don't have that conscious understanding of it. I've definitely backed off of some of that. But I find myself falling into that. Um, and then when I do put those boundaries up, when I do you know, get out of the people pleasing and really say the truth. Sometimes, sometimes it lands me in some hot water, right? Sometimes, sometimes I throw that boundary up like a wall rather than actually just saying the truth because it's still not entirely ingrained, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's a really beautiful observation because I think that is part of what happens when we are integrating that kind of a shift in ourselves is that we can have whatever the current experience is, and then we can tend to move to another, you know, we could say extreme of it before it's found its center point. Do you know where like that more balanced, harmonic, like this is just how I am kind of space. And so I think one of the things that's really interesting is that a lot of times people pleasing isn't even something that we're thinking about consciously. Like we might not even have the awareness of the fact that we're doing people pleasing. I mm-hmm. do. It does seem that there are a lot of opportunities where we can associate that that's just how you do this business. You know, like customer first. We, I mean, you can say that in a lot of high customer service kinds of experiences as well, where we just need to compromise the self or the Um, where you're coming from or what you think or what you know or what you would want to say for the customer is always right. And there can be a more graceful or beautiful balance in there when we're more conscious or aware of the fact that people-pleasing is a pattern that happens. I am, so I'll I'll say, I have um, Libra Moon (laughs) in my my design and people-pleasing is totally a thing that I have been working with And it's really interesting to be able to see, I think that um, there are some places where the people-pleasing tendencies arise from, like it can come from, you know, more like a a wounded kind of response, like where it's, I I don't know if I would go so far as to say trauma response, but it could be that as well. But there's definitely the places where people-pleasing is literally about creating protections. And it's, it's that earlier version of ourselves that needed to create protections by doing what other people needed or wanted or expected. And then there's times where it is part of our design and it shows itself, you know, as more of the, um, like that could be this shadow expression of it. And then there's a higher expression of it, which is more around the harmony in the relationships. And so I, I think that there's many different places where it can come from. It can come, you know, just from the industry or come from this is how we do business um, to the more personal ways. 
So I think having a sense of it first, you know, like really noticing, is this even something that I do? What does it feel like in my body when I do it? Or if I'm aware of the fact that I'm doing it and where is it originating? You know, where is it originating? Is it a, is it a protection mechanism? Is it part of the design? Is it both, you know, and being able to start to parse it apart so that we can then decide what to do to support it. Yeah, I think that it's a really easy cop out for us to say, oh, it's good customer service to be people pleasing, yeah. right? And it's customer service is not necessarily people pleasing, right? Yeah. Sometimes people need to hear things that they don't want to. Um, and other times you come into contact with people who are abusive in the agent client relationship. Um, I actually had this play out with one of my agents recently, and I know I've had it play out with myself too, which is how I knew how to, you know, deal, deal with it. But I, I can't think of my situation right now. I'm thinking of hers and she was working with a client who just, you know, Oh, you didn't show me the house when I wanted to see it. And I'm telling you, I want it for this price and you're not doing this and you didn't get this information. And she'd done all of those things, right? She'd actually had fantastic customer service. She was amazing customer service and just was yelling at her and just really awful. And she's like, I don't know what to do. Do I apologize? Do I do this? Do I do that? And I said, no, you know, like you really do have to set that boundary of like, you know what? I'm really sorry, client, but I'm not going to be spoken to this way when you're ready to have a conversation that's professional where I can advise you. I'd be happy to have that. Feel free to call me back at that time and hang up. And it's, I mean, it's almost like sending them to their corner, the corner, right? Or to their room. Like you need to go to your room and think about what you've done. (laughs) But when she got out of the, I need to make him happy. It's my job to make him happy. It's not our job to make anybody happy. People are responsible for their own happiness. I guess I do have some answers here. Look at that. (laughs) Right? Right? It's their own job to make themselves happy. I can't make anybody else happy. Right? I can give them the best advice. I can get them the house that I want. I can help provide circumstances for them to choose happiness, but they do have to choose that. But what happened was when he called her back after she had that conversation with him, completely different person. I mean, she was ready to fire this client. Like, I'm just not going to talk to him. I said, well, you haven't told him how to treat you at this point. And I didn't say people pleasing, but you've just been people pleasing. And so of course he expects you to do whatever you're going to do to make him happy. And so he's treating you this way so that he'll get that reaction from you. And you did not give it to him. He called back completely different, apologetic, ready to listen, ready to work. And, you know, someone who still needed a lot of handholding through the process, right? That, that emotion from him had come out of anxiety and nervousness and wanting to make the right choice. And when she put, when she drew that line, he was able to see like, oh, she's the one who can get me over this. She's the one who can guide me. Because otherwise he would have been leading. He would have been, you know, the, the stronger energetic in that relationship and continued to worry about making the right decisions because he would not have seen her as an advisor. And so stopping the people pleasing, setting the boundary and being ready to move forward created a completely different result. 
And she was still able to offer that amazing customer service. She still did everything she could do for him. She still advised him properly. But now he was in the space where he could listen and really receive it. Whereas if she'd stayed in that people-pleasing place, that would not have been what happened at all. He would have continued to yell at her, would have continued to mistreat her, and probably would have canceled and found another agent, or she would have fired him. Hmm. It's interesting, the thing that you're just naming with the the dynamic and how it shifts, It's it really does kind of highlight, again, how much we can create a shift in our own experience just by sh- like changing our perspective or shifting our own sense of our own self in relation to the other person. Because part of what would have been required for her to make that that shift in herself is to be able to be really present in her own self, right? Because part of what I notice in the energetic dynamics of what happens with people pleasing, it's, it's, it's almost like if you have, if there are two people and each person would normally be holding their whole, you know, own self dynamic, the one who's doing the people pleasing kind of melts away and the, the sense of self is abandoned or it's, um, yeah, melted or, or diminished in some manner. And so all of the energy ends up, it's like the one person is completely running the show and there is no other person. And when, with what you just described, it sounds very much like in order for her to change the dynamic of that relationship, she actually needed to come back into being a, another participant in the relationship dynamic, right? She had to actually say, this is not how we're going to do this. We need to do it different. So she needed to be a part of it. And that that's a huge piece that shows itself over again is like, and, and one of the things that I always like to check is, well, where are you in relation to your body or where are you in relation to the other person? And sometimes we're just not there. And that's a really good indicator to be like, okay, <laughs> it's time to come back and be another part of the dynamic instead of compromising the, the whole self in you know, need to meet the, the, the objective. Yeah, the way that you describe that of melting away, like I felt that so deeply and it just like, flooded with like, oh, when have been the times when I felt like I've melted away in that client agent relationship? And it's less so now because I've been doing this work, Mm -hmm. but I really know those times that I have done that. And I see it happening with my agents also. And it's not just with the client. Sometimes it's with the other agent. Sometimes it's with the lender. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people in this industry who will try to tell you how things are going to work. And you know, that's not right. Like factually incorrect. (laughs) And because they're in that people pleasing, like, oh, well, I want this lender to like me. I want the escrow officer to like me. I want the other agent to like me. That melting away. Oh, that's, that's big. And so when you can feel that melting away, yeah. Like just noticing that and like, how do you get yourself back to whole so that you're not in that space? Sorry, I interrupted you. No, please. That it's it's interesting too because um, you know the you're naming like wanting people to like you know that can be like having somebody want wanting someone to like you can definitely be one of the things and I also want to just include that there's other I, I just noticed that there's other pieces that are present there as well like actually not wanting to be seen or not wanting to cause harm um, not wanting to um, like create 
uh, unharmonic. <laughs> like, you know, it's where peace, it's like when peace or harmony is such a priority that everything else is willing to be compromised. There, There's a number of different ways that I notice the people-pleasing dynamic showing itself. But yeah, I love when you're with the with the piece around like how do you come back i think there's a lot of different ways and one of the things what we're which we're going to touch on some of the other ways that this shows itself in another um, conversation around boundaries so that will definitely be helpful for this as well and we'll go into some specifics there but for this one of the things that we can do just like when we can be so powerful with our words we can also be really powerful with our intention. And if we have that sense of melting away, then we can literally like call ourselves back. Do you know, like come mm-hmm. all, call all of my parts back into my physical body because we can spend a lot of time being in past, present, future, or any other <laughs> experiences, leaving our, leaving parts of ourselves, whether it's our emotions or our thoughts or whatnot with other people or other dynamics. But we can literally just, it can be so simple to just call ourselves back into our physical body. And sometimes it's not so simple. And one of the things that I want to just name about it is, you know, there are certain core, like energetic dynamics that are present for people. And for some people, it might be people pleasing. For some people, it Mm. might be melting away. And it could be because of people pleasing or other reasons. But it's those, the things that are like the core dynamics in our, in our experience are the things that we do get to continue to revisit over and over again, but they show themselves in different ways and we get to refine it and develop different skills and um, different ways. It's like it doesn't continue to be the same all of the time. It shifts as we grow and learn and become the, the next truer version of ourselves. Yeah. So we can call yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we can just do that. We'll just do that right now. We can I just love call it because we leave our energy everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yes, exactly. So if, if you notice that um, people pleasing is a piece that comes forward for you and it's something where you notice that you're losing um, your sense of self or you feel like you melt away or you dissolve or you evaporate, we're just going to ask we're going to imagine and ask that we can call back all of the parts of you into the center of your center, letting it strengthen your true sense of self, letting it strengthen the essence of your being, and just letting go of any of the places that you're consciously or unconsciously tending in other relationships, in other timelines, things that have happened in the past. And we're going to allow even those things to be released and bringing your awareness and your energy and your attention all the way back into your body now. The spine can be a really beautiful place to, to work with when we're coming back into the sense of self. So even if you don't have any sense of anything else, you can just get curious about where do I feel my spine? <laughs> Where do I Hopefully feel my, in my spine? back. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> and yeah. you can just imagine everything gets to keep coming back into that. Yeah. Beautiful. It's like a lightning rod. Yeah. That's how that feels for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. And I hope everyone listening is feeling that too, right? Like if you weren't driving, taking a minute to close your eyes and really 
you know, hit the 30 second back button and re-listen to that as Aria is calling all that back in. Yeah. Yeah. And just even, you know, if, if anything else gets to happen here is just an awareness of if people pleasing is a pattern for you and just starting to bring awareness to that before you have interactions with people. Where am I in relation to my body? And just allowing that to be clear and strong. So, you know, I had brought up this story about one of my agents and people pleasing and kind of what happened on the other side. What do you see on the other side of people pleasing that is not what we expect, right? So when we're people pleasers, we expect that people will like us more. We expect that things will go our way because we're we're helping other people. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. I know some things that have changed for me since I've moved away from this pattern. Not always, but most of, you know, most of the time I've moved away. Sometimes I still fall back in it. And now I, that melting thing, I'm going to hold that with me. What have you seen with your other clients or, you know, in yourself coming on the other side of this? The, so what's on the other side of people pleasing is a sense of self. And it is about... What's available actually is a dynamic where the person who normally would be the people-pleasing one actually gets to participate in the dynamic. They get to participate in the experience with the other person. It actually gets to be more like a relationship dynamic instead of an abandonment of self. And so what actually gets to happen is that we're much more well-resourced. We, we have all of the access to all of the parts of our intelligence, whether it's emotional, spiritual, mental, all of it. We can tap into the depths of the wisdom that's present in ourselves when we're not in fight, flight, or freeze, or abandoning ourselves in order to protect or make sure the other person is okay. And so when we do that, and part of what I think becomes a little bit of a superpower is this ability to be more of an observer be more of a witness to the other person. So we're not trying to control, we're not trying to manage, we're not trying to protect. <laughs> we're literally getting to observe the experience that the other person is having and then be fully resourced in our own selves to be able to best support that, which does not necessarily mean you know, being the recipient of any of their emotional stuff, right? But it could be acknowledging, oh, I can see that you're really upset about this. I completely understand this is an upsetting situation, right? It's different than it being about you or about them. You're able to really just be more present and less triggered and less reactionary and really get to be of higher service, right? Because you're you're participating as your wholest self, not as a, um, you know, like fraction of yourself, I guess. Yeah. Well, so I had to look down and like write a couple notes because things she said were like, I don't want to lose these. Yeah. So the first one was, I was thinking, you know, as you were starting to talk that when you're people pleasing, you're really reflecting the other person and there's no opening for you in there. So there's no real connection so like somebody might like you, but it's not really you because it's really a reflection of themselves rather than, you know, the sounding board or where you're, you know, um, and then the other part was the control. You said control. And when you're people pleasing, 
there is an element of control for the people pleaser, which is funny because that's not actually how it plays out. But I'm trying to control your reaction to the situation, which is really unfair then to the other person because they're not able to feel their authentic reactions and emotions. So really both sides are losing in this situation, even though it feels like I'm helping the other person win. So I love that. Yeah, that was, I was like, Ooh, I was like, I got to take some notes. Um, and then the part where it's played out for me and I don't want to make it about people liking you, right? Because that at the end of the day should not be the thing. But I do find that people like me better because they can actually connect with me. Yeah. Right. So I end up with better, deeper relationships with the people that I'm supposed to have those relationships with, right? Like I'm not for everyone, nor do I want to be, and not everyone is for me, nor do I want them to be. Um, But really able to have more authentic connections and actually having people like me better because I'm not just showing a mirror. I'm, I'm able to show myself in a, a clearer way. Um, and there's deeper, just trust in that it turns out better. It turns out better. We think Absolutely. that it's not, it's so scary to let it go. And that's, it's, it is people pleasing is also almost a, a wall, like a mirror wall, all the, all the things in front of you. Right. Because if you can't really see me, you can't judge me. You can't. That's what you're saying. The abandonment, the running away, the melting away is because there's no authentic relationship there. I can't get hurt. Mm-hmm. But you know what else? Can't receive. Yeah. And so the the dynamic between giving and receiving is out of balance when we're in people pleasing. There's a lot of giving. Right, and a lot mm-hmm. of tending, which also is giving. And so if we're a wall or a mirror, where does the receiving come in? Right. So this is where it's, it can be such the beginning of the path of, I'm doing all of these things, but I'm not receiving anything in return. You know, I'm going, doing, doing, output, 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 but nothing is coming back in. And one of the things that we can look at energetically is how does it gets to come in and where does it get to come in and are you even there for it to get to be received yes oh i love all that so much and you know i think my last thing really is where it's played out in my business is that my business is better right so if you are someone who you're listening and you do find yourself in that people pleasing place and you think that's the best way to do business and, and make relationships and gain client trust. I have found exactly the opposite. I have clients who really trust me as a resource. They trust me as a person because I've shown them not only themselves, but myself and what I have to offer. They know when I'm saying whatever it is that I'm saying, it is not to make them happy, but it's because it's the truth. And sometimes that's a price they don't like. Sometimes it's an improvement they don't want to make. Sometimes it's telling them that the house they think they love is really a money pit (laughs) or the one that they think, you know, uh, who knows, but, but there really is that trusted resource. And that's where you get the business side of it. That's where you get the referrals. That's where you get clients who actually close with you. That's who, that's how you get people who, when they buy their first home, now they're buying their investment. Now they're sending their mom and dad or their sons and daughters to you. 
that's, that's how you build that is to get on the other side of the people pleasing. And it's also how you get to work with people that you love to work with because you get to be a part of the equation. So you you don't have to take whatever is available. You actually do get to have standards. You do get to have choice. You do get to have what it is that would actually truly delight you and light you up and meet you. And that is part of the path on that way. I love that. that. Yeah. So let's pause with a clearing. We'll do a clearing before we complete. Okay. So just take a breath into your body. If you're available safely to close your eyes, you can close your eyes. And just notice where this sense of your experience with people pleasing or this relational dynamic is showing itself to you in the sensations in your body. And then we're going to just invite in some love to those parts. So anywhere and everywhere that you have consciously or unconsciously been participating in people-pleasing patterns, dynamics, imprints, we're going to bring in love to those parts. And we're going to ask for yourself to offer forgiveness to those parts. And we're going to release and clear any of the programs, patterns, and prints of people-pleasing that are ready to be complete with ease, letting them go so that you can step into the next evolution of your experience that's more true and in connection with your whole participating self. And we say thank you, thank you, thank you. So thank you so much for joining us for the Realigned podcast. We're super excited to connect with you. You can connect with us more on Instagram, and we'd love to hear what you're noticing as you listen and any other things that you would love to hear us talk about or share about, please share in the Instagram, and we'll be back with the next episode. Thank you. Thanks.